the Moralian Republic. Founded in 2284, it is a small country situated in southern Europe. The population is a relatively low 180,000, but there are more than 3 million foreign workers residing within its borders. PMCs account for 20% of the roughly 4,000 private companies. PMC stands for Private Military Company. These contractors deal in mercenary deployments, the training of soldiers, weapons development, transport, and logistical support, all based on business models for profit. You work way too much, Felt. Just doing my duty. Miss Sumeragi, Moralia has developed by inviting in the private military companies and then giving them favorable treatment, right? So why was it never considered one of our targets until now? If wars around the world diminished in number, then their business wouldn't be profitable anymore. It would have been nice if they ended up self-destructing on their own. And welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that decided to give Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. On location at a certain hotel, I'm Tyler. They finally let me out of the box. My name is Zach. So we are back with episode six of Double O. We missed one week. This is the first time we've missed a week of Double O, and I forget how to do this podcast. There's uh, an angry boy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, an the angry boy, boys. an angry boy, and lock on. <laughs> Is Alleluia really angry? Half of Alleluia is I really think, angry. I think the way you actually want to phrase this, Tyler, is there's a crazy boy, a crazy boy, <laughs> a bitch, and Lock-On. <laughs> Don't talk about Sumeragi that way. <laughs> I was talking about Tiaria. So there are four fuckboys and everybody wants a Gundam and Sumeragi. <laughs> and felt she'll be important this episode, and by important I mean have the best lines. I was going to say only four fuckboys? I think we forgot about Graham Aker in that. <laughs> no, Graham has a career <laughs> okay uh, that is fair there's billy and dan and daryl and mason i forgot their names already they're in this episode even and uh, sergey and his daughter his daughter gets no speaking lines this episode though and mom knows and the rest of the aeu council yes and chun lee and alejandra corner the secret celestial being overlords that's every character. That wasn't helpful at all. And we're joking about an angry boy, a sangry boy, and a sad boy wasn't especially helpful. This has just been this and this person and this person <laughs> and this person. That's because that's what the show is. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about Saji Crossroad. So yeah, Celestial Being, they want to stop war. There are only three countries now, effectively. They have declared war on war. Oh, we also forgot about Azetistan and Marina Ismail. And she hasn't done anything there, yet. Her, she's in this episode. She's relevant. And we also get a new relevant character. I was going to say, this is the last character introduced in the first half of the show, and then I remembered the twist of the first half, and that we have plenty more. But this is the last character introduced for a while. Yep, but uh, Celestial Being, peace through superior firepower. Yeah, and by that they mean Gundams. They're like, hey, if you war, we're going to war on you. So they beat up a Southern American country for trying to war with the U.S. But really, it was just politics. And that's what they wanted anyway, but Celestial Being knew that, but didn't care. 
And their existence stopped the real IRA from terrorism. Yep. So now Graham Aker and his friends Billy, Dan, Daryl, and Howard are trying <laughs> to catch a Gundam. And also Colonel Sergey and his daughter Soma Pierce also trying to catch a Gundam. And then this new guy that is just introduced also trying to catch a Gundam. Yeah, I feel like we should just call the show to catch a Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've only had five episodes. Zach wants me to say this every week. Listen to him. Then you'll know what's going on, or at least as close to it as we do. Mostly what's going on is not much. So shall we just get into it? Yeah. Sure. You can watch along if you like on Crunchyroll, where they have every episode. We are watching episode six this week, Seven Swords. Man, what a missed opportunity. I know, I was just thinking that. Should have been episode seven. We cut to somebody looking at the destroyed minor mechs that Lock-On destroyed a couple episodes ago, being like, this celestial, what's it called, is terrible. If we don't collect these rocks here, the country's economy will go bust. And it sucks. You know how much it'll affect everything? Guess they don't care what happens to us in the bottom as long as they can stop war. And one of the couple is like, Captain, you have a call from the PMC Trust. And he's like, Ali al Sachez here. That's my name. A reasonable human name. <laughs> anyway, what's the big idea sending us down here and then canceling? Mercenaries make their living by fighting. Morale is going to collapse. It's like, okay, then. We will return to headquarters. And one of them's like, something wrong, boss? It's like, did you hear the half of the conversation I had? <laughs> but actually, no, it's great. The hotshots in the AU finally decided to do something about this. So we cut to the, the Council of Advanced Europeans. Who are on a boat? They're on the UN boat or the AU boat. I noticed that they have several empty chairs. Yeah, it's for member nations who just don't feel like showing up all the time. Well, one of them is Great Britain's. <laughs> and the other two are nations that no longer exist to say it. So they're asking if they're planning on sending Moralia's military to fight. No, if they're planning to send military to Moralia, no matter what. And they're like, yeah, it was confirmed that the PMCs are necessary for our space development projects. I don't know why you need PMCs for that, but I sure. Mean, yeah, you don't usually hire mercenaries to do construction. It turns out that all the engineers in advanced Europe are also work for private military companies. So, like, no matter how dire the financial situation, we have to keep supporting Moralia. If, but if we do, celestial beings going to dot, dot, dot. And so Lady is like, that's why we have to send military aid to them. I love how dejected this guy An looks while he's like... certain guys like, but if we send our military to fight on foreign soil, then the people will hate us for it. And she's like, the people? You think they govern this? They are not on this council. We gotta do what's best for us. And then Rich Asshole is like, we should leave colony development to the Union and the Human Reform League. They're relying on their financial power, apparently, to keep on going. I guess he is Rich Asshole. <laughs> Despite the fact that the AU apparently has a non-functional elevator. Yeah, I guess they just got lots of culture to export. So then uh, Mustache Guy is like, well, that'll work for you rich fuckers, but it won't help us. And they're like, well, is that why you keep selling weaponries to random-ass terrorists? And he's like, yes. Yes, it is. Well, we can't move into space without a strong military. And we don't want to give up space, the final frontier. I mean, on the one hand, if you let them have space, it does let them do things like drop iron bars on you from orbit. So... And Earth will eventually run out of resources. They're like, yeah, we can't fall any further behind in the space development race. So we're going to deploy our military to Moralia. We need space. Therefore, send the military to help private military. <laughs> yep. But only by countries that agree to do it. This just doesn't make any sense. Also, all these proper nouns are new to us. I think this is one of those situations where it is, 
send help to Moralia dot 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 profit space exclamation point. Have you guys ever seen that uh, clip of Tim Curry from Command and Conquer? Space! Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> uh, I have seen that one, Tyler. The way he gives that line is great. Spice! <laughs> There's like a Y in there. <laughs> So that's our cold open. We cut to the opening from that. Doesn't that get you excited to watch the episode? This country we've never heard about and their private military are going to be saved by the Europeans? Uh, I mean, there's like maybe some political intrigue. Spoilers, there's not, really. You know what I just realized? I don't think Alia Sanchez is actually in the opening anywhere. He's not. Our other two Shars are, but not him. Oh, is he going to be our third Char? Uh, yeah, he's burned the world, Char. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, you saw, oh, I guess he doesn't have a red mobile suit in this. So we cut up to the Ptolemaeus. For Technobabble? Yep. So they get done with the Technobabble, and Christina's like, you know, it's been over a week since we threw Alleluia in jail. Shouldn't we let him out? <laughs> it's not bad to save people. Alleluia is flashing back to the time he got a headache. He's like, man, who gave me a headache? <laughs> So, has he never had that sort of split before? No, he's had that split because we heard him talking to it before. But we haven't had, heard him having that kind of a headache. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's right. Because it was because of Soma. I remember this now. So, Tiaria comes in to needle him. And he's like, yo, my sentence up? And Tiara's like, you don't even feel sorry for what you did, did you? And he's like, nope, not particularly. And so, Tiara's like, you are not worthy of being a Gundam Meister. No one is worthy of being a Gundam Meister, except maybe Tiaria. So, Alleluia is like, what, you gonna take Kyrios away from me? And he's like, yes, or I would like to, but we can't do that right now. And Subaragi comes in like, yo, pilot the Ava. (laughs) Although, unlike Shinji, uh, Alleluia is like, hell yeah, I'll pilot an Ava. (laughs) The president of the Moralian Republic is having secret meetings with the AEU, so we have to blow them up. And he's like, Moralia? It's the PMCs, right? I sure hope you at home know what a PMC is. It will kind of be explained, I guess, but... I always thought it was private military corporation. It's not. It's, it actually is company. Yeah. Oh, Sumeragi is like, yes, this is a direct challenge against us. It will be a five-star mission. And Alleluia is like, great, that means better loot. <laughs> I want you to keep in mind that she's like, it will be a hard mission. And then we see them just blowing their way through it later. And in addition to that, it's going to be such a challenge that they're bringing the crew from the Ptolemaeus down with them. Or at least they're bringing the female bridge bunnies. They're leaving the two dudes up in space. Well, someone needs to keep the thing in space. I mean, yes, but did they, like, draw straws? Or are those two guys, like, just the driver for the (laughs) Ptolemaeus? So, like, the pilot and co-pilot and the other two are the ones that are actually doing, like, support? I think that's actually true. I mean, I believe it. So Sumerari is like, anyway, get your butts down to Earth, boys. Cut to the Human Reform League low orbital station and them talking about Soma Pierre's mental state. While she's on a slab. And like, the numbers show her brainwaves are normal. And also her GL cells. That thing super soldiers have. Uh, glial cells are actually real things. Ah. Yeah. yeah, they're just glial cells. I don't know exactly what they do. I know they're a thing, but I don't know what they do. There's a lot of research going into them right now because reasons. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. But her quantum brain waves. <laughs> well, yeah. Sergey is like, so why did the second lieutenant react so unexpected? Cut to her trying to murder an innocent space station. I feel like they should get her court-martialed. Or like, I feel like this is not the appropriate response. I'm not sure what is. I think it's pretty clear that she was not at fault, but I think there should be an investigation into that. 
Well, the investigation is letting Jordy LaForge's evil twin here do some research on her. Well, I mean, and she's the super soldier, therefore they don't want to tell anybody that we have a super soldier. They're like, well, we analyzed her black box in her mobile suit and detected abnormalities in her quantum brain waves. (laughs) They're here. This would be impossible normally, but it seemed like it was external influence. But if that's the case, it means somebody would have to be just like her. With their Galil cells enhanced and who uses quantum brainwaves. Thank you for this beautiful techno babble, evil Jordy LaForge. <laughs> I guess it's bio babble? Biotech babble. And Sergey's like, are you saying there's another of her kind out there? And he's like, I'm just suggesting a possibility. That is actually what he asked, if you're suggesting that. And so the colonel's like, so how are we going to deal with it? Yeah, we're going to put things on her spacesuit to block quantum brainwaves. We're just going to line her helmet with wood lead. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, give her a tinfoil hat. And Sergei's like, is it that important we have her on the battlefield? I mean, she doesn't seem very reliable. How great would it be if the like the rest of the series, she just had a tinfoil hat on under her helmet? No, what I love is the Gundam wears a tinfoil hat or the mobile suit. <laughs> oh, that's even better. And the guy he's like, hey, if Celestial Being hadn't showed up, our research would have never come to light. She would still be in a lab somewhere and we'd be throwing quantum brainwaves at her. <laughs> just to see what would happen. So what did you take from this scene, Tyler? I'm curious. Nothing useful. Okay. It, it seemed like filler. Uh, she's genetically engineered to have quantum brainwaves. They sure did talk about that a lot. Okay. So now we jump to the advanced Europeans French capital in the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs, where, that, what's her name? Marina Ismail is talking to random dude. The president of France, I think. I'm pretty sure he was on the Council of Advanced Europeans. And she's like, hey, can you help me get solar energy? And he's like, mm, I wish we could. However, as you know, our solar energy sucks. And your country is very unstable. And uh, you can't guarantee that our techs would be safe. So uh, we can't help you. We'll give you some food, though. Is ramen okay? <laughs> the greatest of French cuisine. Ramen noodles. <laughs> but it's the cheapest of French cuisines. And it never goes bad. So she's like, well, thanks for the food, I guess. And we cut to the French president washing her lead by limo. He's like, ah, oh, a young princess taking part in the unfamiliar world of foreign policy to protect her country. I do feel sorry for her, but we aren't running a charity. I will admit. We're I, running the, France. The limo that she gets in has a sliding rear door. It's the best in future door technology. And so the French president's like, I guess it's all up to Moralia. Again, what are the PMCs supposed to do to help them get more solar energy? I don't know. Are their arrows going to blot out the sun over the other two nations? And like, so that... why Why is Moralia going to be so important? Like, PMCs, why? Like, you'd think that they'd be running on mostly secondhand equipment. So and, Unless it's all a cover and they're like, oh, if we got a Gundam and reverse engineered it, we'd be ahead. But we saw their actual council. So there's no reason to think that there's more subterfuge than that. Or that they got anything special out of it. Cut to vegetables. So Saji Crossroad is... Getting ready to, like, knock or ring the doorbell on Setsuna's door. <laughs> I love as Setsuna walks out. He's just got this, like, uh, broccoli look on his face. <laughs> He's kind of got the look of, oh, not this son of a bitch again. To- Why are you here? See, to me, it looks like smug. Like, he just, like made a very funny joke in his head and he's laughing at it as he walks out and he's like, oh, there's a person here. <laughs> and so she's like, hey, my sister made too much stewed chicken. Would you like some? And Setsuna's, like, leaving. I, I do love how he, like, as Saji is saying this, 
Sets in a very slowly and very calmly, turns around, shuts the door, yep. and is just like, I'm leaving. Which, to be fair, I mean, he is on his way out. Like, he doesn't have time to take this stuff. And we've already seen he doesn't seem to have a fridge. And Sasha is like, uh, that's awkward. But Setsuna is like, again, proving he's a better human being than Hiro Yui. He's like, hey, that was a close call the other day. And Sasha's so like, what? It's like, oh, yeah, that time I almost died in space. I was surprised that Celestial Being helped out. And Sets is like, hmm, me too. It's a weird comment that Saji's like, wait, what? Cut to some exposition about Moralia. Apparently it's on the east coast of France on the Mediterranean. Founded 23 years ago. It's a small country, but they allow PMCs. There's only 180,000 people there, but over 3 million foreign workers live there. <laughs> Which is not how things work, generally. That's Apparently, not how no, census just, data works. It's just really, really hard to get citizenship. Yeah, you can get there as long as you're in the AEU. You can just go there and live there, but you can't get citizenship and vote. Oh, okay. I'll so buy that. Apparently, PMCs account for 20% of the 4,000 private companies. Jesus Christ. How much war is happening in this world that you would be able to pay this many people. See, I took it more as they just have very lenient policies and tax breaks for PMCs, so they attracted all of them here. I mean, that makes some sense, but that's still 800 companies. Yeah, but there's all sorts of levels, right? You have your mom and pop PMCs that's really <laughs> just like three guys with a radio, uh, all the way up to your, you know, full-scale militaries. As I say, Moralia, more like questionable mor- moralia anyway <laughs> immoralia uh you know i was gonna say that but anyway these private mercenary companies deal with military deployments training soldiers weapons transport and development you know pmc stuff that is really just explaining what, what a, a PMC, pmc is, is. yeah felt is giving this exposition as they head down the elevator she looks very in their casual clothes and so christina's like so if they're all pmcs why didn't we just fight them first and Sumeragi's like, well, we hoped we'd just end war, and then all their businesses would collapse. I mean, it's not a bad reason, but at the same time, eh. Let's be honest, even with their 800 PMCs, they don't have as big a military as the United States, right? Yes. It's probably not going to put as much of a dent in the world if you go pick on the little guy with all their PMCs. So we get some exposition between Billy and Graham. Yeah, about how they're like, hey, they're even thinking that this will draw out Celestial Being. And Graham's like, well, I guess they're going to get a crack at stealing a Gundam. Hope that idiot Patrick Collisar doesn't steal a Gundam before we do. <laughs> and I can't help but think how great it would be if he was like this huge loudmouth, but actually as good as he ba- as he brags about. The thing about Patrick Collisar is he's not like a great A anime pilot, but he gets shot down a lot and survives every one of them. <laughs> and as we'll see, his entire squadron gets wiped out and he just gets his thruster kind of broken. He's definitely the best pilot other than Ali Al Sanchez that the Gundam pilots fight in this battle. So cut to Patrick Collisar be an asshole. Uh, buzzing the tower. I... I do kind of like how all their transforming mobile suits seem to spend a lot more time in jet mode than they do in mobile suit mode. Yeah, it's a cool feature. It's kind of a thing about all of those mobile suits in this. Even the Kyrios is like that, right? Yeah, it's it's a different aesthetic from what most of them are, because the wing usually only transforms very briefly, and I don't think you ever actually see the Epion transform. So I think it does it once. You like must right see it to sell the toy, but... Yeah. Anyway, 
he's like, yo, I'm Patrick Colossar, ace of the AUU, and I have come to save you all. Oh, man, I love this asshole. <laughs> Why does his uniform have shoulder pads? It doesn't matter. They are really dumb shoulder pads, though. Cut to Chun-Li, who's like, Morelli and the AEU are conducting a joint military drill, something we already knew. And her butler's like, yes, but this is the segment where we have to cut to every character in the show so they can react to this. They, they mention a regiment, which actually, like, if you wanted to get it to a big size, division or bigger would be better. They've got over 130 units. I don't know if that's a lot by this universe's I don't standards know. or not. Yeah, I don't know either. Chun-Li does call it a maximum scale mission. Well, I think that's just because they brought in everybody they have. Cut to Christina, who's like, Mom, Mom, can we go shopping? Mom, please, we did all our chores, and we don't have anything to do till the, tomorrow. The thing that I question is, uh, who is paying the members of Celestial Being, and what are their salaries looking I, like? I assume Chun-Li and the other guy. Oh, he's like, we know Shehenberg was very rich. Also that. Do you think they have a 401k? What kind of benefits does Celestial Being have? I think Celestial Being is compensated very well. <laughs> Joint celestial being. Uh, Here's our dental plan. <laughs> especially judging by what we see Christina buy. Oh man, I I just got an image of like Setsuna going to the dentist and handing him a card for his insurance, and it has celestial being written across like the, the front logo. Of it. Yeah, it's like yeah, this is the celestial being dental plan. Like I said, I know they have a private doctor, so I think they probably have a private dentist. A crown to end all crowns. So Christina's like, Austin, let's go shopping, felt. But she's like, I haven't verified the mission data yet. And she's like, let's go. Literally cartoon pushing her out the, the wall. The more battles we have, the more inflation is going to skyrocket. So we have to buy things now because of insider trading information. It's very good. And Felt's like, but my data analysis. And so Christina's like, bye, mom. Felt's like, analysis. Okay, <laughs> this feels like a spoiler, but Felt and Setsuna will eventually end up together. And I, I guess that tracks. Yeah, the but... way they both communicate, I didn't really. Uh... Really? Yeah. Eventually. It's a while. But like the way oh. they both communicate, she's like data and he's like Gundam. Like <laughs> various <laughs> things. I was left with the impression that felt was dead. Oh. Anyway, mom's like, sweet, time to go get day drunk. <laughs> it's like, I got rid of the <laughs> Literally. kids. Time to go drinking. <laughs> I, I do kind of love Sumeragi. <laughs> Sumeragi's great. So we cut to sets in a landing on Gundam Island. Re, uh, resupply Island. Where Ian Vashti is. He's new. And Lock-On. And he's like, hey, I wanted to deliver something to you. Lock-On's Haro is also great. I already put shields on the Dynamis. It looks like a rad cowboy now. Honestly, I get a Death Scythe vibe, but because it, the Death Scythe has that same kind of, like, wing cloak thing on it. The Death Scythe hell, yeah. It just, it looks way better than the Death Scythe does. It looks as good as I think they wanted the Death Scythe to look when they came <laughs> up with the idea. And he's like, also, I have a truck through full of swords for you, Setsuna. Because that's the thing the Exia didn't have enough of. Swords. Well, it was now supposed it's got to seven. have seven of them. It apparently only had five. Yeah. Like, these are GN blades. They work just like your GN sword with compressed particles. They can cut through a three meter thick E-carbon plate. Well, are you impressed? Be impressed. And Setsuna is like, ooh, shiny. And Lockdown's like, yeah, it's got seven swords, just like he wanted, boss. Now it had its development code, and then Setsuna walks back in. is like, I'm going to go stare at my Gundam. And Ian's like, hey, be more grateful. And Lock-On is like, yeah, he's just bad at showing his gratitude. Like, his neighbor brought him stewed chicken earlier, and all he could think to say was, cool that you didn't die. <laughs> he's plenty grateful. He's just completely batshit crazy. He's totally in love with his mobile suit. Well, to yeah. be fair, so is Graham Aker. <laughs> Forming a love triangle. <laughs> this is my boyfriend, the Gundam Exia. This is my... 
Shonen Rival Fort's affection, Graham Aker. <laughs> this is my boyfriend's boyfriend, Graham Aker. I was going to go with that, but then I'm like, well, but they don't have that kind of relationship yet. Graham Aker <laughs> is the Gundam's friend with benefits. Um, <laughs> Cut to Kyrios and Virtue dropping on Gundam Island. And our distinct lack of an eye cap. Hello, and thank you for listening to the extremely poorly named sixth episode of Gundam 00 with us, Seven Swords. They just really miss an opportunity there. But I guess the Axia does now have seven swords, and we get to see it use a lot of them. So that's neat. Speaking of swords, and also awkward transitions, one appeared in our episode of Bring It On Ghost, which is up on our Patreon.com slash LastPodcast, where you can go if you want to support us and get access to episodes early, in addition to bonus episodes. We're trying to get at least one out every month now, and this month's episode is Zach's idea. I'll let you take guesses as to what that is. While we're on the subject, hey, thank you, Ryan, for joining our Patreon. We appreciate it a lot. I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say. Um, Future Tyler is actually enjoying Gundam 00 a lot. It's suddenly starting to have a plot. So we're almost maybe to where it's getting good. Anyway, back to PMCs. So now we cut to Union Territory, a certain hotel. Which... Struck me as weird. I suppose it's just that they touched down in Union territory, which makes sense to a degree. It feels like they could have gone to Europe, but I guess their space elevator sucks. That's canon. It's weird that they call it just a certain hotel. Like, couldn't you have given this a name like the Hotel La Flaga or something like that? <laughs> I mean, oh, no, wait, sorry. They no, they use that later. That's in Cross I know it is. They use that idea later. I think the point is that it doesn't really matter so much as it is the hotel that a bunch of rich assholes say now that. You don't need to say a certain hotel. I can infer that. Or maybe that's its name. The certain hotel? Yep, a certain hotel. What gets me is that Sumeragi is watching JNN News in America. Did they just make a law in the unit? Okay, Japan gets to do news. U.S. gets to do military. Mexico gets to do farming. Canada gets to do hockey. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone else, figure it out. Australia <laughs> I, gets to do danger. New Zealand gets to do movies. Actually, I'm pretty sure uh, Canada does maple syrup. So, Sumeragi is in a certain bar. <laughs> Watching JNN talking about the joint military exercise that the AU and Moralia are going to do. You know, this shows Sumeragi drinking what I presume to be wine, and I kind of thought she was just a beer lady. I think she's an alcohol lady. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a certain cocktail. Uh <laughs> So anyway, someone comes up like, does this interest you? And hey, it's Billy. Bring me the strongest you got. <laughs> at, at first, you don't know if this scene is tense or what, but he sits down and is like, hey, how do you interpret Moralia's recent action, Sumeragi? And she's like, let's not talk about that. I'm working on a plan already. Well, we haven't seen each other in a while. He's like, yeah, since graduate school. How many years has it been? Does that mean that Sumeragi has a doctorate? Or, you know, a postgrad degree of some sort. She could have a master's. True. And she's like, don't bring that up. People will know my age. And he's like, I know how old you are. We went to school together, remember? And she's like, yeah, that doesn't mean you can bring it up. What yeah, did Sumeragi go to school for? Combat forecasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that saying. You never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, or how all these artifacts got to the British Museum. <laughs> so it really reinforces that there is a pre-existing relationship between these two. And more importantly, he goes, I'm glad you invited me. Which explains how they got together. Cut to shopping bags. I love, like... Felt just looks like she is out of batteries. She did too much social today because she had to shop. And Christina's <laughs> so happy. Yeah. Come back to Sumeragi asking, anti-Gundam task force. What kind of name is that? 
He's like, I'm sure that Graham is going to come up with a cool name any day now. Like, you'll call it Flagpole or something. No, it'll probably be like Gundam, my love. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, believe it or not, our technical chief is Professor Ralph Eifman. And she's like, oh, the professor. And he's like, yeah, he already caught on to the concept behind the particles the Gundams are using. And uh, Sumeragi gives the impression that she, you know, like okay. she's, she's now fishing for information from him. Yeah, we got a real close up on her face. And she's like, what kind of particle is it? And he's like, ah, he won't tell me. I feel like Sumeragi already knows, but she's trying to get the information oh. out of him to find no, out what she they wants know. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously she knows. She's Gundam Mom. Well, that doesn't mean she necessarily knows how they work. Gundam Mom. So uh, he asks what she's up to now. And she's like, oh, you know, this and that. Gig work. Attacking the world. Contract forecasting. And he's like, so, hey, about that time. And she's like, hey, I forgot about it. Don't worry. And he's like, well, I guess that's good. So whatever that thing was, it was important. He grabs her hand. Because it is not the first time we will, or it's not the last time we will hear about that certain event this episode. And we cut to Christina being like, oh, look at all these blouses. Well, Felt sleeps sitting up. Or tries. Yeah, her her thing there. Let me sleep. Cut to Marina in her hotel room, which is presumably not in the certain hotel. Skyping with her aide. Slash handler. Slash teacher. Slash whatever the hell the relationship is here. And so she's like, anyway, did you see that celestial being and Morality are totally going to fight? If that is likely to continue, I'll have to have you come back. Cut to joint military exercise. I believe this is uh, Alia Sanchez talking. And they're like, yeah, I never thought this would happen. But we can't always get the short end of the stick. And then we cut to a PMC weapons hangar where we see someone's like, hey, Ali, we got in an act. You should use it. We tuned it up. And we want you to catch a Gundam with it. I kind of wish we'd had a uh, more of a preview as to, like, why is this guy qualified beyond the fact that he has a name? He's also got a beard. Like, he, he clearly has character design gone into him. It's just one of those things where it's basically telling us that Yes, this is going to be a, another ace challenge for the Gundam pilots. Clearly, Patrick Colasar is a joke. This guy is not. The guy's like, we want you to capture a Gundam with this. And he's like, hmm, that's going to be hard. Like, we we will pay you enough to live comfortably the rest of your life. And he is like, that does sound nice. He, he, he says, we will pay you more money than you can imagine. And I this is the kind of character that my immediate thought would have been. I can well, imagine quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> Cut to the ladies being let out of a limo by Chun-Li's brother. <laughs> See oh, this, this shirt? is what you're talking about. What? That is so dumb. What She's like hell? wearing a harness? Yeah, yeah, is this a bra on the outside? Is that what it is? So, uh, <laughs> Chun-Li's shirt. Some, side it, of, some sort of corset? It's a blue sort of dress, but she's just got like blue cups right over her boobs that are outlined by yellow on the rest of her jacket. It's so baffling. It looks really bad. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Sumeragi's wearing a uh, shirt that's so Sun's low Sun's out, cut. gun's out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Super fashionable. I'm not sure why they had to come down here to do this computering. I don't know. Cocktail because hour later. Chun-Li got the newest graphics cards, and they, they couldn't quite run all this up on the Ptolemaeus. The only thing I can think of is potentially lag time in communications. But that hasn't been a problem before with all the operations. Like, that's the only thing I can think of as to why they would have to be here. Like, does the Ptolemaeus not have the processing power for this? And if so, why? So the explanation I came up with is that they needed to be here due to... Uh... Oh, no, you know what? I got it. Because they need all four Gundams for this. 
Okay. And they only have four reactors. This takes enough power that they need a power source, and the Ptolemaeus on its uh, secondary power system doesn't have the juice for this. Oh, that's like a real answer. That's a decent no prize. You get uh, a no prize for that. Uh, the one I came up with was because of What's-Her-Face, whose name I already forgot, had to hack the system and they needed a local connection. That's Christina. what I was Christina, that's also what I was going to suggest. Does it look like this in this shot that Sumeragi's got more exposed now? Did she like take down another button or something? Nope, that's that's just her shirt. Like I said, sun's out. (laughs) I I thought when they got out of the limousine, it wasn't that bad. It was. We saw it at a different angle. We saw it from the side, and as you can see, the skirt goes up the side. So Christina's like, this is how they're deployed. It's all in real time. And Phil's like, when did you hack this? And she's like, before breakfast. Wink. I'm a good hacker. (laughs) <laughs> so Sumerog is like, all right, the mission will begin soon. Our targets are everything hostile towards us. So you might as well just say our hostiles are everything. I say cut to lock on stomping on some scorpions. Studies of special particle. Mid- what, what, Gundam oh, yeah, special I wrote it particle. down um, because, man, that's a title. I like that he published his. So uh, Danny I feel like that's just a notebook. That's not a uh, it's not published yet. Uh, okay, so I learned recently uh, that Alex's company, which does research stuff, actually publishes books of their research papers and, like, hard binds them and gets them, like, custom bound and stuff. And one goes to the customer and one gets kept on record at Hazen, uh, mostly for, like, trophy purposes. I so probably, it might be an actual book. <laughs> I've probably seen those actually doing what I do. Studies of Special Particle as Gundam's Appearance. <laughs> that's the title english isn't his first language <laughs> so the press was like oh you met with kujo so i guess that's uh sumeragi's last name is kujo or uh, her first name i assume that she was a rabid dog or, or that or possibly sumeragi is a code name as we know all the gundam meisters have code names yeah or her uh that's a nickname that she got when she was in grad school with these two yeah so Professor's like, oh, how was she? And Billy's like, looking fine. <laughs> he's like, so Professor's like, did you discuss the incident? He's like, she said she'd forgotten about it. The way his expression is there uh, makes me think he doesn't think she actually forgot. No. And Graham is like, Cujo? It's like, I didn't think Billy had any other friends. <laughs> <laughs> Are they talking about what happened with that combat forecaster? So whatever it was. It was probably yeah. bad. Graham Aker, who did not go to school with them, seems to know about it. But then they've got a visual from the scene. It's for it's Gundams. the Gundams. But and they're like, what the hell is that stuff? They're not in the data. They're being serious this time. Yeah, they brought every seven other, swords. Because every other time they were just fucking around. That's arguably too many swords. No. Too many swords. Too no. many swords. Tyler, it's just like Daka. You can never have too many swords. As I was gonna say, you know what they say about a kitchen with too many swords. It's a cut above the rest. So Lachlan's like, well, they spotted us. Everybody go do your thing. I keep the coded line open in case Mr. Muragi changes the plan. Meanwhile, at news. Prepare the graphics. <laughs> Hurry with that breaking news update. And bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Cut to some Fox News-ass commentators talking about the state of emergency and what this all means. I love how in the background of them talking about this, you can just see, like, anti-aircraft fire, yeah. machine gun fire going <laughs> off everywhere. And Saji's like, why are Celestial Being picking a fight? They saved us. That's what they should be doing. Not starting wars, ending them. They keep Well, you know fights, what the best way to end a war is to be very, very, very good at it. It'll just create hate. That's why you kill everybody else that's hostile to you. Because that way, there's no one left to take revenge. Like, is Celestial Being's plan to basically do a Watchman? I think that's part of the plan. 
I'm not sure if we ever get the plan because there is a, a monkey wrench thrown into it. I okay. think that's mentioned actually in an episode or two coming up that the plan is pretty much make everybody hate Celestial Being and Watchmen this bitch. I had actually forgotten about Watchmen, and I think that's the plan. I think that's definitely part of the plan. So the Kyrios takes out an enemy air squadron, just like Sumeragi told him to, with missiles. You know, we have countermeasures now. You'd think that they would have countermeasures installed on those for to deal with missile threats. Yeah, but GM particles, Zach. Also, the missiles came from above and behind. And also, these are just random PMC mooks. Patrick Colossar would have deployed his countermeasures. <laughs> so now Dynamis and Virtue are going to go kill some people. We see the Dynamis' poncho shields working, which are pretty cool. I do love the way they're on arm frames. So uh, he just starts headshotting dudes with his rifle held in one hand. One attacks him from behind, but the Haro blocks it with his shield, and he pulls his pistol and just starts casually shooting, dual-wielding with a sniper rifle and a pistol. It's not a very good shot. No, it's not. (laughs) Because he should be moving something instead of just shooting the same spot. Yeah. So Tiara ends down with the overkill cannon. And is like, you know what? I'm just going to one-shot this squadron because they were so nice to line up for me. But Patrick Collisar is like, ah, I'm going to get me a Gundam. But Felt's like, yo, Tiaria, above you. And he's like, thanks. I'll use my giant anti-air cannons I haven't used except in the opening sequence so far. They are also overkill. Just not quite as much. The slightly less overkill cannons. Kalasar ducks out of the way and his two buddies... Well, three buddies... But possibly as many as five, I honestly don't know. Uh, And Team Kalasar's blasting off again. (laughs) Because even though he evaded the brunt of it, his engines were still hit. Apparently... Or something needed for flight, at least. So now Virtue's on to phase two, and so is Kyrios. But uh, Exia hasn't quite gotten through all of its targets yet, with all of its swords. Well, he has to attack them one at a time, or at most two at a time, unlike the overkill cannon (laughs) or the massive missile barrage. What's taking you so long? I can't kill everybody (laughs) in one shot. Even when they try to gang up on me like putties. I do like the fact that Exia is very dynamic in this scene here. Every like time. He pulls out his beam daggers and throws them into a couple of guys. Do you think he picks those back up? I imagine because particle weapons are like new. That's yeah. probably a thing they want to hide. I really appreciate that every time the Exia is on screen. It's like a dancer. And part of the Exia's gimmick is that it's very mobile, even compared to other mobile suits in the way it moves like a human. And they're really good at showing that off. So Setson is like moving to phase two, but he has a shocked Metal Gear look as one of the Enact shows up to start shooting at him. And it's he starts the blue Enact. He starts doing some cool dodging with his thrusters, but the blue Enact is reading his moves and landing hits. It doesn't seem to do much. Then but then the Enact like the, yeah <laughs> checks the Gundam, and he's like, "Ah, oh, cool unit you have there. Shame about the pilot." And Setson is like, "Wait, I recognize this asshole's voice. It can't be." Flashback to child soldiering. And it's him, but without a beard. So Sanchez lands and Sitson is like, no way. And Sanchez says, you're mine, Gundam. And that's the end of the episode. Oi. So another 30 minutes go by and still nothing has happened. Well, we got another Char. (laughs) Too many Chars? Too (laughs) many Chars. I guess it's only about 20 minutes, but still. I think the thing about this one is every other episode has been a contained episode, right? And while I prefer cliffhanger things like this, even though, like, Graham Aker 
cliffhanger. They finish their mission. Whereas in, they're in the middle of this. And we get a lot of the planning. We get Felt and Christina coming down to Earth to buy stuff. And I love those little scenes. But but they don't really like move the show forward. Exactly. And I mean, like it, we... In a way, it is kind of an uh, observation into those two's character. But at the same time, like you still really haven't gone into our main four casts so yeah. far. Like I like it. But, like, that's a thing that we use when we need a breather. We don't need a breather yet because nothing's happened. It reminds me a lot of when we had talked about slow episodes of Gundam Seed, but after those, we'd always be pretty psyched for what was going to happen next week. Whereas this just feels like another uh, episode of Gundam Double O, but without a conclusion or saying anything about even Celestial Being, which is what has been interrogated mostly thus far. I think the fact that it's Moralia, this new country we know nothing about, also harms the stakes because we're just throwing on more proper nouns. Whereas at this point in Gundam Seed, episode six is, I think, the worst episode of Gundam Seed non-clip show division. The one where they go to the asteroid base. Okay, that's that one. But we've been to like three places. Heliopolis, <laughs> some space, and an asteroid base. Where we've been all over the map here. This one, I think, like, if we'd had more knowledge of what Moralia was to begin with, it probably would have hit a bit better. But like you said, this is just another proper noun, another location and I don't really know how exactly it's supposed to fit into the wider world. Like, why exactly is this nation of PMCs supposed to be important? Because they need them to get to space for reasons. I think Ali Al-Sachez also just feels kind of redundant because Setsuna and Graham already have this rivalry. And with Soma Pierce, she's at least kind of set up opposite of Hallelujah. But setting up Sachez opposite Setsuna just feels extra, especially when there are two more Gundam Meisters he could be rivaling at. Well, and again, here's yet another guy challenging Setsuna. So it's like everybody has just decided, you know what? I'm going to go fuck around with the Exia. Yep. Okay, to be fair, justification, it's the one that doesn't blow up an entire division of mobile suits <laughs> on By its own. By looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like the easiest target. Except for Patrick Colasar, who's like, I want the virtue. <laughs> to be fair, he did not real. I guess he did just, he didn't know how to anti-air guns. How could you possibly know? I think that was just a situation where he happened to be closest to it. But in this one, it's just like, again, because Setsuna has been picked on so far in this series and the other pilots haven't really done any. Like, Alleluia did something last episode in, in saving the people on board the space station. But what has Lock-On and Tieria done? Lock-On has just been cool older brother or Lock-On and Tieria has just been a dick. But other than that, like, they haven't actually done anything really on the show front. You have a high point, Tyler. I think it's going to be Patrick Colasar just this entire episode. <laughs> He's not going to get my MVP vote, but I do appreciate him. Zach, I think I might have to give it to Christina's shopping spree because that whole thing is great. And, and when she's felt. pushing Felt out the door, <laughs> when she's like checking the colors against Felt and just being a generally hyperactive kid. See, I was going to go with Felt and her like not being here for it. But please let me sleep. Why do I have to go so mom can get drunk? <laughs> um, but that feels like cheating after you took that. So I'll take the scene between Billy and Sumeragi because that's connecting characters, which is what we need because we have so many. Of them. Yeah, that and was I, my runner I, up. I, yeah, I actually really do like that scene as well, because it, not only is it connecting characters, it is connecting characters from Celestial Being that have thus far been entirely unconnected to everything else getting a connection. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I'm going to say it's the lack of justification for how the PMCs are supposed to help the AU get to space. Why? How? Who? 
Who? What? Zach. I would say the Marina stuff, but honestly, that is just tailing on what we saw of her previously. So I actually like it there as consistency. It's better than the previous scenes with her, I think. Mm-hmm. The introduction of Moralia really is the big kicker, and it's total lack of explanation. I think I'm just going to go with that scene at the beginning between all of the AU people discussing it, because like Tyler said, there it is that lack of exposition on why it's important, but like, did I really need this scene of these people to not explain it? You guys have taken the bigger one, I think, so I'm going to go with Melee's shirt. <laughs> what is that shirt? Oh, yeah. I, I blocked that again until you mentioned it. That is a really also, dumb shirt. You definitely just called her Melee, which I love. That is the <laughs> other reason. Like, just, <laughs> I believe it is a Liu Mei. Okay. It's Chun-Li. It's yeah. Chun-Li, yes. Because that's easier for me to keep track of. You have an MVP, Tyler. I think it's actually going to be Tieria because he just wiped out an entire base by himself. Okay. Zach. Christina. <laughs> she's, the, she's so adorable in this episode. Like, I hacked it before breakfast. Let's go shopping. Well, you see, Zach, the difference between you and me is mine is felt, which yep. means we can still be friends. <laughs> I feel like we have vastly different criteria for who MVP is. Oh, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but remember, at the end of it, we'll tally all the votes up and find out who was the MVP of the series. Uh, mine is if you took out one character, which character would take the most value out of the episode? <laughs> And it's felt. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is, who did I like the most in this episode? And yours is, who did destroy the most mobile suits? My criteria changes every single episode, so. Yeah. Do we have any other final thoughts on this? Are you still enjoying, Tyler? I liked last episode better than this one. Uh, this one was just meh. I feel like we're, weirdly, we advanced a bunch of character stuff, but like, again, not really the plot. I kind of agree with Tyler, because the last episode, it was much more connected with characters we already had, like, a stake in, because it had a lot of focus on Saji and Louise, and it advanced uh, Hallelujah a little bit by showing what was going on there. This one, it's like, here's the new character. Cool. Apparently, he's connected to Setsuna, but who is this guy? Why are we in this country? What's going on? So what I want is uh, for Sergey, Graham, and Ollie to just, like, all be drinking together at a bar talking about that damn Exia. And Soma's outside drinking a juice, like, <laughs> sucking on a Capri Sun because she's not allowed in. Just looking grumpy. Oh, I can picture her perfectly in my head. So. <laughs> That's the MVP, Capri Sun Soma. <laughs> all right. It's a Gundam will return in Unrewarded Souls. Whatchamacallit is terrible for business.